you think about it, Paul, right? So, and again, you were at the stadium. I kind of got a glimpse of everything. The Eagles definitely don't look right off that Monday night loss. They were very fortunate to escape with a late win here versus the Colts. They are a team that is ripe for the picking. They're just, there's something off of them. You see the Cowboys today. After what happened last week, they look like a machine. Washington is really coming along, and they were far more impressive versus Houston today than the Giants were a week ago. Look, these games are not gimmies, and you say split with Washington. Jeez, Paul, if they're losing the Lions, you might need to sweep Washington because what if you don't take care of business on Thanksgiving, which, by the way, nobody expects them to. What if you don't take care of business versus Philly? You still do need those three wins. The Vikings ain't going to be easy later on in the year. Now the Colts are a little spunky. So none of these games are gimmies, and you, no. just, hate to, you just hate to see these things spiral into, you know, enormous losing streaks. And look, this could be a one-off. Look, the Giants could shock us all and win on Thanksgiving. It's the NFL. That could definitely happen. But, man, it, it's going to be tough to overcome. And you talk about Neil, who will obviously have Russ, and Ojolari, who will obviously have Russ. I will say this. I understand treating things with kick gloves and wanting to bring guys back slowly. I think this team is very close to a DEFCON 4 situation here as far as injuries. And if guys are ready to go and they're key parts of the team, Russ be damned. you got to get them out there and hope for the best. No, there's no question that you do. Now, understand this. In the game against Dallas earlier this season, they had trouble with that pass rush, as we've been known to watch over the last few years, because Dallas does a lot of quick moves with their stunting, and they try to cause offensive line confusion. And the Giants have been subjected to those kinds of beatings along that Dallas defensive front for the last several years. I'm sure... Dallas is licking their chops when they get off the field tonight, realizing that the Giants are going to be using more substitute parts on the offensive line. If I'm them, are you kidding me? I'm thinking of of every stunt combination that I could possibly throw at them to try to short-circuit any chance that the Giants will have of getting their offense on track in this game. And, oh, I don't want to hear about how Dallas – uh, is subjected to uh, rushing offenses, okay? Uh, how about the fact that Detroit's defense was supposed to be crappy coming into today, and because the Giants' offensive line had to be juggled again, they couldn't run the ball. No, yeah, and that and see, that is what that is what's going to be the crux of this thing going forward, Paul. The Lions had this bad defense, supposedly bad run defense. The Giants got their ass kicked up front. When you look ahead to Dallas, and I know that we're going to have a whole nother pod before then coming in about 48 hours. Let me just say this. That game, when you think about the corners being out and Dak Prescott being able to challenge those guys, when you think about the Giants up front in the offensive line, that game is going to come down to the Giants can't sit back and think they're going to muck this thing up, score 17, 20 points, win the game. They're going to have to make plays through the air. The wind's not going to be a factor. Cold's not going to be a factor. I don't know if it's quick routes, slate and slants, whatever it is, Paul. The Giants heading into Dallas, knowing what they're down personnel-wise at other positions, this is a time-to-score-point situation without any excuses, Paul. And I know that the offensive line of pass protection is going to be a part of that. They're going to have to find a way if they're going to have any shot here. You know what? Darius Slayton just becomes more and more important as every minute ticks by on the clock. And the problem is right now, he kind of is the only guy that you can count on. Wandale Robinson has this this knee thing going now. We have no idea what he's going to be able to provide uh, going forward. And to be frank with you, even though Kenny Galladay caught both of his targets today and, by the way, got a standing (laughs) ovation from the stadium. It was great. It was great. And, by the way, had a great run block early, too. He did. uh, And I believe that was on Jones' scramble. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, look, I know it's small steps for him. 
But the two catches, no drops, how to run block, just maybe, just maybe. <laughs> that's the little match that can light the fire for Kenny Galladay. This is best game of the season. Off a game where we thought we'd never see him again. Sean, Sean, they they need somebody in that room to command respect on the other side of the ball. Because as I've said to you a thousand times this year and been telling people for how many decades that I've been doing this job, it's always about the respect that you command from the other team's coordinator going into the game that is going to alter or force them to adjust their game plans, which then gives you the advantage going in in terms of trying to develop the narrative of how the game will be played. Right. You're right. Somebody is going to have to step up. This is just, I, I it's weird, man, Paul. I, I feel right now, I feel so dejected. I feel upset. But part of me is also smiling behind my upsetness because at least I'm upset in November, the week before Thanksgiving. At least I didn't watch today feeling complete irrelevance. And at least I know there is hope going forward. It's a, it's almost a weird, bad feeling. It's a good, bad feeling to be this upset <laughs> and this annoyed at a game in November, because it does mean something. It does mean something. Um, And, and that's just a different kind of feeling, but whew, boy, the unpredictable nature of the NFL, just one of those Sundays, and look, the Giants have done a good job with other injuries. Again, maybe they surprise everybody on Thursday. And we're all smiling again, and this was just a one-off situation. But just so much went wrong. So, Paul, before we close out the show, you were around the locker room, around the team post game. I know we know nothing MRI still have to come for a Dory Jackson, for Wandell Robinson. What was kind of the sense of the locker room post game injuries and even, you know, the result? Well, from the injured players, the five injured players we've already discussed, Robinson uh, left the locker room on crutches. Ooh. And so that's never a good sign. Okay. Right. Uh, Dory Jackson did not seem very perturbed about what had happened to his knee during the course of the game. So I think there might be some optimism there. Again, there's got to be all kinds of tests that these guys will have in the next 24 hours. And I, I don't really get much of a sense of the other guys necessarily being all that dangerous or that significant. Including yeah, Fabian they, Moreau? Uh, didn't really get gotcha. a sense that it was. Gotcha. Okay. But we'll see. Again, okay. oh, yeah. I, I Again, hesitate. No, of I course. Hesitate. Paul, you're not a doctor. Nobody is, and they have to go for tests. So I'm not making you come out and say, I think this guy's yeah. fine. I think that guy's not. Just an overall you know, kind of sense. Now, you know. here's the sense I did get from the locker room. And this is an overwhelming sense from every player that I talk to. Flush it. Forget about it as quickly as possible. It's a short week. Move on to Dallas. This was a not a good game for them. Detroit played extremely well. They deserve credit for what they did. They took the game from the Giants. The Giants understand that. But it's like, fellas, if you let this linger, it's only going to handicap you as you try to yeah. prepare for the Cowboys. And every guy to a man was insisting to flush that game as soon as they walked out of the locker room and they wanted to start preparing for the Cowboys tonight. I want to start preparing for the Cowboys tonight. I might even start figuring out the stuffing recipe, get everything going. I'm going to flush it. I'm going to pretend tomorrow's Thursday and away we go. All right. Well, Paul, listen, all of our listeners, this is a different kind of week. So I want to just set up the rest of the schedule. If you are a loyal subscriber listener, thank you. I see you tweeting at me at Merez, CBS at Giants, WFAN. Thank you. This podcast will drop. Obviously, you've listened to it. 
probably Monday morning. We are going to do the preview podcast. Instead of on a Thursday, we're going to do it Tuesday evening to have out Wednesday morning, you're driving around, going to work before you close out the week. We will preview the game on Wednesday. Then we are going to bounce back at some point Friday morning. Me and Paul, our producer Adam, will convene, and we will get you a reaction pod when Paul is safely home from Dallas uh, and figure that out, get that rolled out for you on Friday. So you're going to get three podcasts this week, one next week when we preview, I guess, the Washington game by the time. So the schedule's all over the place. So just download, subscribe, <laughs> free on the Odyssey app, anywhere it's, you know, podcasts are available. It's, it's all, it's a jumbled mess with Thanksgiving. That's all. It's a mess like my shirt's going to be on Thursday. All right, Paul, we can follow you on Twitter at at Giants WFAN. And you can follow me at CBS. Thanks to our producer, Adam, and thank you to all of you for taking one giant step below.